0: you will become more skilled in relationship management, decision-making, and job performance. Now here's your host, your coach, and your Sherpa, Kingsley Grant. Here we go, here we go, here we go. This is your boy, Kingsley Grant, sitting behind the Jamaican microphone, bringing you yet another exciting show. And today we are going to be pulling out of the treasury. As you know, I'm coming to you from the command Center of the Immortelligent Leader Leadership Institute, where I am sitting on the trove of the, the resources, this golden resource, valuable, valuable resources that I am pulling every single time, something special just for you. It's highly guarded and protected and don't even think I can be tracked. No satellite is able to find where I am seated as I bring this show to you because, again, it's specially, specially um, chosen and I wanted to make sure that only you get this information. So today, we're going to pull out and talk about something a little bit deeper because I think you have to listen carefully and track with me because... This is going to be one of those shows where, where it's actually pulling out of the, the science what is available and then look at how it ties in to leadership. What does it have to do with leadership? And so the, the title of the show, as you know, having actually read it and that's why you're here, is that science shows that leaders who smile are more likely to succeed. Mm-hmm. Leaders who smile. You're saying, Kingsley, come on. Are you suggesting that I should go around as a leader with a smile on my face every single day, even when I don't feel like it? Should I fake a smile when I don't feel like smiling? Is that what you're suggesting? Are you suggesting, Kingsley, that I, even when I'm not, I'm upset with people, with those that I'm leading, and they're not just they're not pulling their weight and doing what I'm asking, and I feel frustrated and and stressed and anxious and all the different emotional things I'm feeling. You're saying that I should smile. Is that what you're saying? Well, well, I, you know, it's it's if it was me just saying what it is I'm going to share with you, then maybe you might want to disregard and dismiss and just say, Kingsley, you are. You're full of it. Maybe you're saying, Kingsley, what were you drinking before you came and record recorded this show? What is it that you are on, <laughs> now, my friend? I'm not on anything. I I'm just really well. Yes, I am. I'm high on leadership and emotional intelligence. I am high on the the idea of being able to bring you what I believe is cutting edge. It's pa- a paradigm. It's a shift. You know, I call my book that is recently released, it's called The Immortelligent Leader, Succeed Where Others Failed and Become the Leader Everyone Loves and Wants to Follow. I call that more than just a book. I I say, it's not a book. It is a movement. I'm trying to really redo how we look at leadership. If you have listened and have not yet listened, I should say, To one of my previous episodes where I talk about putting sexy back into leadership, you want to go back and listen to that episode. Why? Because I believe that leadership have taken a bad rap for the most part. I believe there are legitimate reasons why some people should give leadership a bad rap. Because of there are some bad elements, right? There are some leaders who really and truly should not have been given the position of leadership. They have a title. They have a position. But they aren't, they aren't a leader. If nobody is following, as a matter of fact, if there was not pay involved and if a person's job was not on the line and they had a choice, I wonder how many people would sign up and raise their hands their hands to follow that said leader well let me ask this question based upon how you have in, interacted with your leader your your team would you are you are you positive that if they weren't paid if they did not have to be there would they be following you do you get that in that feeling they would be following you are all signs pointing to the fact that they are following you? And I wonder why. Maybe this show today is going to help you if if you don't feel that kind of um, sense that people want to follow you, want you to lead them. If you're not getting that sense, maybe what this show is all about today could really be helpful to you. When I Talk about putting sexy back. I'm thinking that I, I want. What would? What if? What if leaders would begin to lead, and not because of the position, but because they genuinely want to see people become the best version of themselves. They genuinely want to see people fulfill their potential. They genuinely want to see people want to be there. Want to show up. And produce. And then how can they make that happen? In my book, I talk about this very same thing, about what leaders can do to truly let people want to follow them. Not because they have to. Because when a person has to do something, the chance is they're going to give you, guess what? Basically, their kind of half-hearted self. They're going to show up but give you basically not their full self. Am I correct? Have you experienced that? Would you say yes? I, I would think that that's true because I've seen it. I've heard it. I've coached people who have talked about that. I've offered workshop and hear these kind of things coming through from, from leaders. Therefore, I, I said earlier there's a legitimate legitimate reason why leadership gets a bad rap because of the the few who are, are there. And then again, I think of those who, no fault of their own, they did not ask to be promoted. They may have done a good job at a lower position. And because they did such a great job and they have been with the company, the organization for so long, somebody thought it would be the wisest. Thing to do, and somehow got up one day and said, "Hey, you know, I'm going to promote you to a leader position." That's one of the worst ways to promote somebody to leadership. I'm sorry. Maybe again, you know, not you because you you are a leader while you're listening, but you might know somebody who who were who was promoted to a position because of longevity, because they've done a great job at a lower position, but now they're bombing. They're just really not making the grade. They really are a bad leader. And now because they've been promoted and someone did not take the time to read my book, I guess my book was not ready yet, but now it is, right? It's available on Amazon, so there's no more excuses. You can read the book and find a better way to put people in position of leadership. It has to be earned. You but not just that. You have to be a person that that really shows the that you have a leadership potential. And I, I don't want to go too far in that because I want to remain true to what I brought you here for to listen to. And that is how science shows that leaders who smile are more likely to succeed. But I wanted to basically take some time and, and talk about some things that I think is very important. Why it is that some leaders might not be smiling. Because they probably are unhappy with the position. They were not asking for it. They just said yes out of, because they wanted to show, you know, that I'm so grateful. Thank you for thinking of me that way. And I guess I have to say yes. Maybe that's why they took the position. But really deep down, there's a, a missing, something missing. There's not that authenticity. There's not that sense of like, man, this is this is true, truly who I am. Not everyone should be in a leadership position, even though everyone have leadership qualities of some kind. We lead ourselves, right? But not everyone should be leading a team. That's what I meant. Not everyone should be. Now, why would then leaders be smiling? Why should leaders smile? What does the science have to say? Well, the, the 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 science that I want to share with you have basically to do with what research have shown. Research have shown, and not just that, because it is it is something that has been looked on basically from the brain's standpoint. Because here's what I find: some leaders don't, again, like I mentioned, are unhappy with probably the organization. And if you are one of those one of those leaders I mentioned in my book, if you cannot. If you're not really in, in line with the organization, the vision, and and all of that, then it's best to do, do the right thing and, and exit. So, King said, I can't, I can't afford to. Well, if you can't afford to, then you've got to then make the adjustment. You've got to become the intelligent leader and practice emotional intelligence, your self awareness, and your self management. And then using all of that to manage your relationships around you. Remember, remember, you heard at the very beginning of the show, one of the reasons why I'm doing this show is really three main areas that I'm focused on, and that is, number one, is that you become better skilled in, in, um, in how you manage relationships, right? Well, the first one is decision decision making. So it's better skilled in decision making. Better skilled in relationship management is the second one. And the third one is better skilled in job performance. And you have the capacity because, again, it's it's the ability to be aware, self-aware of these, these and using the skills of these emotions to manage, to be adaptable, to be flexible, to have a positive behavior wherever you are because you are the leader. These are things that are things that you choose to do. These are things intelligent leaders do. And that's why I want you to become an intelligent leader. Now, here's what this science shows. Now, again, these are implications when I talk about leaders who smile are more apt to succeed because these are implications and here's what happened. Dr. Isha Gupta, a neurologist, right? A brain and spine from IGEA, brain and spine. He explains this. He said a, uh, a smile spurs a chemical reaction in the brain, releasing certain hormones, including dopamine and serotonin. Now, here's what happened. Dopamine, right? When you're doped up with it, dopamine increases our feelings of happiness, serotonin release release is associated with reduced stress now imagine now think let's pause for a second isn't because sometimes you're so stressed out that you don't even see the need to smile isn't that the reason that you probably feel like you're not feeling happy you're not feeling happy and you're saying i have nothing to smile about right and you're waiting for the feelings of happiness To bring about a smile but there's a almost like a this is the the anti how should i put it this is almost like the opposite right you smile and a smile can produce the happiness because the brain thinks you're happy when you're smiling does that make sense it's almost like the brain can be tricked into making you feel happy And releases the dopamine, the serotonin, which lowers your stress level. And because low levels of serotonin are associated, right, are associated with depression and aggression. That is what sometimes some leaders are doing. They behave in an aggressive manner or they are in a very depressed way. And remember now, these things are contagious. The team around you experiences how you set the the tone for for the day. You know, I, I talk about the idea that leaders are thermostats to set the, the temperature and they are also thermometers to actually then um, to keep the temperature right at the level at what it ought to be. Measure the temperature, know what the temperature is, gauge it, and then keep on as a thermostat, make sure that the temperature is very comfortable and people are at ease, right? That's what leaders do. And so what he, Dr. Gupta says, low levels of dopamine are also associated with depression. Now, here is what the reverse does. When you smile, when you smile, right, it's shown that when you smile, the brain thinks there's something happy, exciting taking place. And then it releases now the dopamine, and the serotonin, which now creates a good feeling, a good feeling. And then what happened is that when you're smiling, it helps to reduce the body's response, your response to stress, and a lower heart rate intense situation. Another study linked smiling to lower blood pressure. And yet another study shows that smiling leads to longevity. Wow, imagine all of that. Imagine what one smile can do. Now, if you are that leader who would smile, then you're going to feel good. When you're feeling good, you're going to pass that on to other people around you. Have you ever been in a place where someone looks at you and smiles with you? Sometimes out of feeling of obligation, you smile back. But by just doing that, you feel better they were able to produce a feeling in you just by smiling at you. What happened is the mirror neurons in the brain, right? It enables us to copy or reflect the behavior we observe in others, and then it's been linked to the capacity for us to be more empathetic. So again, you as a leader then, having this ability, you're more empathetic in your approach, don't you think people are going to, be wanting, going to want to be around you more? Don't you think people are going to feel better when you, they see you looking happier and feeling better, so to speak? Then that's the reason why leaders who do smile and create these things begin to feel better. They are more apt to succeed than leaders who don't because leaders who don't are going to look have this look of depression or anger and aggression right people see them and don't want to be around them it's like i see you i don't want to be you right i see you i don't want to be you i don't want to be i don't want to be i don't want to be close by you and i find that people tend to withdraw and pull away and feel you know almost and sometimes almost deflated because they don't feel inspired they don't they don't feel as if they want to be around you and so it impacts it's almost a domino effect right things spiral downward because of that one thing and my whole point is that doesn't have to be that can be changed with one smile you as the leader just <laughs> you know in this article I'm reading I read about this whole smiling thing it even suggests just try to fake a smile. Here's what you might want to do: go in the go into the bathroom, look in the mirror, and smile at yourself. Now that sounds like counterintuitive and like, come on, Kings, that's that's taking it to the extreme. No, no, it's not. Just try that. Look at yourself in the mirror and smile. What happens is you're going to smile you're, because you're seeing yourself smile in the mirror. It's almost like a reflection, and you're going to uh, almost think it's stupid. It looks corny. It's like, but it's going to create almost a real smile that will come as a result of you initiating that first smile. And I guarantee, my friend, you will see the difference. You will see the difference just by smiling. Now, you want to practice this. Now, you want to make sure that every single day, I, someone was talking about how, as a coach, one of those things they tell their clients is to practice smiling every single day. Try to begin your day. find something to smile about just just practice, make it a habit. Just smile with the dawn, the morning. look out the window and smile. make it a habit to find something to smile about every single day. You know one of the things I find we have a little dog, and he will come into the to the room and he will walk around and especially I would get out of bed. And the very first thing he will do and he'll do this 3 4 5 times not back to back but just you know every time he sees us we call his name and then he he stretches. I mean he just put his front paw forward and he pushes back on his back legs and he stretches. I'm thinking what Else is he stress stretching? Almost as stressing, right? He's like, what else can he be stretching? He's stretched once and twice and three times. How much more stretching does he have to do? And I smile at that, and I'm saying, "Look at Cody. His name is Cody. Here he goes again. He stretches, and I smile." But that smile can begin to change how my day looks. Just something as simple as that. You can find whatever works for you. I thought. You might want to put in your mind or a, a quote or something that's silly that it may be corny. You know, there's somebody who I, I follow on my, one of my social media feed, and this person put a, a joke almost every day. But these jokes, for the most part, are corny. And and he knows that. They're corny jokes, but he loves them. And people send him them, and he puts them up. And it's, it's, it's hilarious because it's so corny you have to smile. And what happened, even by doing that, he creates a smile from people around who who reads them. And so that can also start a chain reaction. So imagine you as a leader doing just something like that every single day. You will be the leader who will be more apt to succeed, more likely, likely to succeed than others. My book is have that same, that's you know, the the subtitle of my book is Succeed Where Others Failed because intelligence is the art of succeeding where others failed. This is one of those things that I suggest in the book that you do have some fun. You know, I believe leaders do three things, right? We educate, we ent- entertain, and we empower. I put entertain at the back. So we educate, empower, and we entertain our team members. And I will find some leaders, leaders will say, Kingsley, I'm not an entertainer. I'm not in the mood. I'm thinking, well, you know, as a leader, you're going to do things you may not want to do. That's what leaders do. We set the stage. We do things because most time we're asking our team members what to do things they might not want to do. Then how do we expect them to do what we, they might not want to do if we are not willing to do what we don't sometimes want to do? That's not how we lead, right? So again, I want to hopefully make the point and hopefully you've got the point that I've made and that is that a smile goes a long way. You know, I'll give you one short story in closing here. My mom, prior to her death in 2011, she, no matter it doesn't matter what it was, we, you know, in Jamaica, in our community we lived, people would know her this way. Almost every picture I've seen of my mom I've never seen a picture where she's not smiling. When she was dying and I had gone to visit her in Jamaica, the last few weeks of her life, I remember in the hospital as I talked to her, she was weak and she could have a hard time just, you know, getting in out of the bed. And I was, when I think about that moment and the picture, at times it just, you know, at times I feel choked up because I saw my mom there and, and knowing her, the vibrancy. But then I knew one thing about my mom. Even in pain, she would find a way to smile. And those, I think, are the things that kept her living for the, for the years of 70-plus years she lived. And But people who knew her would always comment on that. That's her trademark, so to speak. And that's one thing I have adopted for me, people know me. They will say, "Kingsley, I've always, I'm almost never see you, not smiling. I tend to, even when I talk, I, I try to. If a person hear me on the phone, I smile so they can almost hear the smile coming through the phone. That's one thing I, I try to build into my, my routine in what I do. When I do workshops, when I do coaching, when I do any, you know, any of those kind of things, you'll see. Maybe if you are having an upcoming event that's a leadership event and would like me to come and speak there, you will find out for yourself and you'll see what it is I'm talking about. I just don't talk about it. I I say it as well because even now you probably feel and hear me smiling. The vibration is coming through, isn't it? Okay. (laughs) So I want to suggest that you make that a part of your daily routine. Okay. And in that said, my friend, I want to mention a couple of things here as we wrap things up. And that is, I would, suggest, I would strongly urge you to join us in our Facebook group at facebook.com slash groups slash Leaders. E-M-O-T-E-L-L-I-G-E-N-T, Leaders. Okay? Secondly, my book is available on Amazon. I would strongly urge you to get a copy of that book. Get it, and you will see what it is I'm talking about. It's more than a book. It is a movement I want you to have a copy of that. And thirdly, if you need to connect with me, right, if you need to connect with me, you can go to Kingsley Grant, K-I-N-G-S-L-E-Y-G-R-A-N-T, kingsleygrant.com, and just hit on the connect menu, right? And we can talk about a possibly coaching or speaking opportunity. So my friend, as we wrap things up, I want to say thank you so very much for taking the time to join me. I hope you got something of value today from this episode. And, and don't forget, whatever platform you're using to listen to this podcast, give me a like, a shout-out, a comment, um, whatever it is, a feedback somehow. Let me know that you are listening to this show, and I would, I would greatly appreciate that. So thank you in advance for doing that. Well, my friend, you are intelligent enough to know that this show is coming to an end. And so with that said, don't forget... Uh, Remember this. Remember this. You are one skill away. One skill away from your best hope. And that's what I'm trying to accomplish here in this show. With that said, my friend, peace out. God bless. And I'll see you on the flip side. Yeah.